Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, I have Rory Brennan with me from uh, Plaster Magic. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, very nice to be here. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me about your background. Uh, well, uh, I, I've been in the trades for, for years. You know, my father and grandfather were in the trades, so it kind of made sense for me to go there. I, uh, uh, I, I started uh, uh, as, a, uh, as a carpenter, and then uh, uh, because of need, there was an, uh, I started doing drywall work, and uh, that wasn't terribly satisfying, but you know, I, I, I uh, started actually doing drywall work and, and apply, using adhesives to attach it. So uh, as opportunities arose, I saw a workshop uh, on how to uh, repair historic plaster, and I took it, and I had a great time and learned a lot. And six months later, they asked me to come back and teach the workshop. So oh, that's I, exciting! I, 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 put, I should have done, you know. I figured it out at any rate, and uh, so uh, so since then, so that was uh, that was in the uh, uh, late '80s. Since then, I've been uh, fixing plaster, and uh, out of that, out of all the workshops I've taught, uh, I was making a, uh, a particular adhesive, and everybody says, "Where can you get this adhesive?" But I didn't have any any, any idea to tell. I didn't have any idea to tell them. I was making it in my shop and using it on my projects. And so that, that's, where the, that's where the idea was born as to how to develop, how to develop uh, plaster magic. Okay. And then um, was the, the workshop that you took and then taught, was it, um, was it using your products or was it more of the, um, more, the, more like the traditional three-part plaster? No, they had a different, uh, it, it was for adhesive reattachment of a okay. plaster. Okay. Uh, but it, uh, uh, it was not, uh, it was not the, the material I'm using now. Uh, okay. I, I was not, I, I, I majored in, um, you know, uh, chemistry. In college, and uh, and I, I took a look at what they were using, and I said, well, this works, but it's it's not uh, consumer friendly, for example. Right. And it's not transportation friendly. There's a lot of things that you know it, that would that would not allow it to be a a, a viable uh, product. And uh, and through all of this, uh, I uh, I received a call from uh, uh, this old house uh, TV show. 
and they said, uh, would you like to come down and, and uh, show us how to do your stuff on, on, uh, on the show? And I said, sure, I'd love to. Well, as it turned out, I was going on vacation that day. I uh, forgot about him for good time. Oh, no. But better part of a week, and I called them up and said, I'm really embarrassed, you know. I said, I'm sorry I forgot about you. Family vacations, you know how they are. And so they said, no problem. Or else all their outdoor shots for that particular day got rained out. So come on down. So I went down, and uh, I showed them basically how to do adhesive reattachment. I also did some uh, ornamental repair on that project. And, uh, uh, and uh, I was talking to Tommy Silva, and he said, uh, you, you get this in a, uh, in a form where uh, a, a DIYer, a consumer, can use it, and give me a call. Uh, and so uh, after a period of time, you know, five, six years, I did that. You right. Know, it was, it, developing a product is just really time-consuming. Plus, you have to earn a living in the meantime. And, uh, right. You know, it's, it's, it's just, like, uh, phenomenal. If I knew now, you know, then what I know now, I maybe would not have started the business. But regardless. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really exciting. So uh, I developed a, a series of kits that, uh, and I um, called up Tommy Silva and I said, "Hey, you know, I got it raised together." He said, "Come on down." He, he said, "I got I'm working on a project in Beacon Hill, and, uh, and uh, show show me what you got." So I went down there, did that. They they put me on three or four shows, and 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 from there the business just took off. So it's a uh, it was, it's been quite a ride, you know. I didn't really intend to start out this way, but th- here I am. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, well, I, I was I, I spent some time on your website uh, preparing for the podcast, and I was I was interested um, in the the approach to you know retaining the retaining the plaster uh, rather than taking it off and putting and putting new new well, on. Yeah, well, uh, the, the the fact is, for a variety of reasons, which I can illuminate you for uh, or kind of expound upon there uh, ad nauseum, but uh, retention of, uh, uh, of original material, uh, material in fact is designed uh, probably to through default the last four uh, centuries, uh, and the only problem is that, is that it comes loose from the lab. There's, right. It doesn't make any sense to to get rid of it. It, it is like Literally, when you when you demo old plaster off wood lath, you're taking your equity because it's it's, it's a marketable commodity having a, the original plaster. You take right. uh, you're taking your equity and you're putting it in a dumpster. Now, frankly, you know, being an old Yankee, I find that uh, throwing money away is a is kind of a abhor- abhorrent. So I, I I try to say try I try to keep it. So uh, I don't I, I view uh, plaster repair plaster preservation, plaster restoration, and plaster conservation pretty much through the, all, through the same lens. Uh, it's right. basically retention of uh, uh, material because as soon as material hits the floor, it gets expensive. So, uh, and the reason I use adhesive reattachment is because there, it, 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 it glues the plaster onto the wood lath, using the wood lath subsurface to... Uh, uh, to reinforce the cracks in the weak areas, and there's there's nothing you can do to uh, there's nothing you could apply to the surface that that will reinforce it any any better. Right. I mean, it, 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 it's all you know. Anything on the surface de- depends on uh, uh, depends on the uh, the paint adhesion to hold it all together. 
And I don't know yep. if you worked in old houses before, but paint adhesion is not all it's cracked up to be. You know, you're talking about a, something that's, you know, four or five mils thick. That's right. not really, that's not structural. You know? So anyway, so I took the structural approach. And yeah. uh, so, so there are, it, 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 it just makes most sense to do that. Now, the other thing is about uh, why I don't do remove and replace is that uh, uh, there's, again, there's nothing you can put up that's as good or, or better. You don't, in order right. to repair plaster, you don't need to, uh, uh, you don't need to know how to plaster. The plastering is done 100 years ago. You don't need to know how to do that again. All you have to do is, is glue the weak spots, the rest of it takes care of itself, and there you go. And, and this is, this is, this is the solution is so elegant and so simple, so straightforward that literally anybody can do it. Yes. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, and and yeah. I was just going to say I agree with you on the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I agree with you on the um, the retention of the historic fabric because the historic the historic materials are what make the the building special. And if you if you remove that and put modern, um, even if it's modern tradition, you know traditional material, it it does change. It does change the building. So I, I definitely agree with that approach. Absolutely. For example, you have a story and a half cake. You know, let's say say somewhere between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred uh, square feet, uh, including the story and a half. You've got anywhere from you know seven to eight eight and a half tons of material. Of plaster, holding that frame down on that on that uh, 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 on that foundation, and uh, it, it inhibits uh, uh, sound transmission. It, it inhibits vibration, you know, from uh, either from uh, traffic going by or, or wind storms. It's, right. it, it, it increases the solidity of the the architecture, your home. You know, tenfold, and this is why uh, real estate agents will always tell you that a plastered house is way more uh, sellable than a, a sheetrock house. Now, because sheetrock, again, you're talking about oh, I don't know, a third of the weight, right? And, and, yeah. and, and, and it's 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 not integral to the building. It's just kind of applied to the building, and uh, again. If you if you don't deal with all the all the systems, for example, sheetrock is designed to go into houses that have plywood sheathing, and most plaster houses have board sheathing. Now, what that right. does is the, the the plywood is modular, reinforced, cross graining, and that holds everything pretty pretty good from racking. And so you can put sheetrock up because it's not structural. But if you, but if you have a, a if you have board and you put in your board sheathing and put in sheetrock, you know that thing's moving all over the place. And, and again, uh, you'll find that uh, the seams need to be retaped or, or or they'll crack within five years. It's right. it, it just it's uh, look at just look at the track record. Anyway, uh, it, right. you know, yeah. plaster has been around for hundreds of years. Sheetrock's been around for uh, I don't know decades. So, right. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is even modern plasters, you know, for example, people call uh, 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 thin coat or veneer plaster, they call that plaster. Well, it's, it's no more plaster than a wood veneer is, is real wood. 
Right. You know, it, it's still sheetrock with a fancy coating, uh, which is it's, it's good. It's better than sheetrock, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's it's not everything it's cracked up to be. Then even, right. even the difference in material between uh, historic plaster and uh, when I say historic, I'm talking about you know uh, pre twenties and stuff like that. Right. Uh, that generally speaking, it's made from uh, lime. Uh, yes. As, as a binder as opposed to gypsum. Now, what, the way the, it, it, and the, their longevity and everything about them uh, is, uh, is gives certain results from the, from the properties. Uh, for example, when, when gypsum sets, it's inter, the one, one crystal makes another crystal makes another crystal. They interlock, and uh, it's very rigid. Okay, and it's very, it's very porous uh, because these these crystals are not uh, really overlapping. Right. So, uh, so when it sets, that's the size it is. That's the shape it is. That's it. You don't you don't get any do-overs. That's it. With lime, it's like uh, uh, it's it's like all the all the crystals are are, are dependent on carbon. Um, carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to, to, to crystallize, and so they're not dependent on the crystal next to them, so they don't have that kind of uh, attachment. So they have the ability to move past each other. So it, it, uh, uh, it, it, it results in a flexible material. And I, I'm right. being relative here when you're talking flexible. I mean, right. yeah. after, after yeah. 100, <laughs> 150 years, you know, it, yeah. you know you get to be 150 years, you're going to have a few cracks. You know, it's like, geez. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so so uh, it, 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 it makes good sense. And everybody's talking about energy conservation today. But the built structure, including plaster, that's, the, that, that's, that's uh, an investment. You know, you just keep, you take it out, and even if you put in new lime plaster, you still have lost the investment of time. And time, right. is, time is something that many people, when they deal with uh, houses, don't take into consideration. Yeah, you know, the, yeah the, the, I, I agree. How, how long the materials last? How long have the materials lasted? When you're putting it in, you know, when you put something in, how long is it going to last? Are you going to have to replace it? You know, it, that's, you know, are you going to send the money to, a, you know, a factory hundreds of miles away? Or are you going to rely on somebody in your neighborhood to, to deal with it? So it's, it's, there's a whole lot of things in, in involved in, in preservation work. And yeah. I think it's important to, uh, to uh, uh, pay attention and, and retain what you can. And there, there's ways uh, to yeah. do things that are, are non-invasive. You just have to think things through from beginning to end. I agree. I agree with you. Um, and I, I think that that's the approach that most people should take. I try to encourage people, you know, when I tell, when we talk, when we do presentations and I talk about the Secretary of Interior standards, I say, you know, the ba the bottom line to all of that is don't do anything to the house that can't be undone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't do anything to damage it. Yeah. Well, I, I have to tell you, yeah. that, uh, well, I, I, I agree with that by and large. When it comes to uh, uh, adhesive reattachment for plaster, you better make sure it's in exactly the position you want it because that's it. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's going to stay. <laughs> but the good news is there, I have two examples, uh, uh, and they both involve earthquakes. Uh, no, a few years ago we had there was an earthquake centered in Maine, and a customer mine basically was right over the epicenter and had just finished doing his whole house. And he said, 
nothing recracked. And this oh, is really? to do with the material yeah. because it's very flexible. He's right. It's built to uh, move and so, yeah. give. It has a tremendous memory, but it's still built to, you know, designed specifically for that for that cushion, that flexible cushion in there. When you think about flexible cushions, think about you know your spinal column and and those cushions right. in your vertebrae. It's it's built to move and cushion the the uh, the articulations in your house. And there was another woman who who had uh, uh, just finished a house uh, out in California right before their their big one, you know, in San Francisco of all places. And she said none of the repairs she did had one issue, no cracks whatsoever. Oh, that's amazing. Well, it, 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 it's testimony not to just uh, to plaster magic and, and, and the, the, the specific properties of, of the material, but it's also a testament to the uh, design parameters of the historic building. Right. You know, they're, they're built to move. They have articulations, you know, whether it's fieldstone foundation or masonry unit foundations or posted beam or balloon framing or, or board sheathing or or uh, wood lath and plaster, uh, all these things are move. And it's, it's better to move a little bit than it is to, uh, you know, I don't know, fall down. Right. But the, the, yeah. the one thing we forget about, the, uh, about a lot of the uh, uh, historic properties is that the ones that are around, those are the survivors. Those are the ones that are built, built good. You know, over the years, right. there's, there's contractors that are good, bad, medium, and indifferent. And the, the, bad, the bad contractors, you know, well, all those houses are compost now. You know, they're all falling right. down or burned or some damn fool thing. And so <laughs> it's... Uh, That's very uh, true, yeah. Well, the ones that yeah. are around are survivors. They, you know, and, and people took care of them. And, you know, that's what makes the ones that exist so unique and so worthy of saving. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you because they're yeah they're they, people people haven't changed. There there were a variety of, of building and 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 quality standards even then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, we've you've talked a little bit about it being an adhesive, but explain to me your products and then how you know how it works. Okay, it's easy enough. So the uh, I tried to make it as simple as possible. Because uh, one thing I've noticed from over the decades of teaching workshops is that if it's not convenient, people will go back to whatever they, uh, uh, whatever knowledge they came with when they walked through the door, and they'll forget right. all about the workshop. So, so, the, so we had to make it convenient. So, uh, the the basic tenet is that uh, you have when you have a crack. And it doesn't matter where the crack is uh, in, in plaster. That's basically kind of separating two pieces of plaster, right? So it's you know it, 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 right. they're, they're separated by a crack. Now sometimes mm. there's hair bridging it. So this is an important one. Never open up the crack because the crack uh, uh, oftentimes will have uh, hair bridging it and reinforcing it. And when you open up the crack, you rend that hair or fiber and weaken it. So anyway, that was just an aside. So, so, right. so you have these two pieces of plaster separated by the crack. The idea is to uh, drill holes to allow you to inject the adhesive uh, 
attaching the plaster to the lath so the, so the, uh, the lath will bridge the gap. Now that, the structural strength of that wood lath is tremendous. So you had to design a, a pla uh, an adhesive system that would work in that, what is essentially a very aggressive environment. You know, it's dirty, it's gritty, it's uh, all the things that uh, uh, every construction adhesive say on their first instruction. Surfaces must be clean and free of dirt and debris and oil and all this kind of crap, you know? Right. So you had to satisfy those conditions because inside a wall of historic buildings, you know, there's, like I said, there's grit, there's dirt. Uh, right. You know, corn cobs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever got thrown in there, yeah. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. Anyway, yeah. so people are so inventive when they put stuff in. So anyway, short story is that uh, uh, I had to do a, a, a couple things. First of all, I, I developed this material, a, a water-based consolidant. And I refer to it as conditioner because the adhesive has to have a firm foundation to adhere to. And so what this condition does, it not only consolidates the surface, but it actually penetrates up to anywhere between an eighth of an inch and a quarter of an inch into the plaster and, and the, um, the wood lath. So, so you're consolidating the plaster and the lath? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the, okay, lath, okay. the, the lath, of course, is, uh, is uh, not as porous as the plaster. Right. So say, but, but it does take care of the uh, surface grit and debris and gives a real, so and, and, uh, gives a real solid surface. So, and, then, and within that hole, that injection port that you've drilled in the plaster, that's when you, uh, that's where you inject the, uh, uh, that's where you inject the adhesive. Now, I, uh, uh, initially I had a spray bottle for the conditioner and just kind of squirt it in there and kind of flood things. Now I have, I've included a, a dental syringe in the, in the kits that allow you to uh, inject the conditioner laterally and direct mm. it more better. So you, right. get better, you get better coverage. And the, uh, uh, the, uh, the adhesive is loaded into caulking uh, cartridges. You know, why, why, why reinvent the wheel when you got the, you know, the right. delivery systems already there. And so you just basically, you have the 3 16 inch hole, you, you uh, seat the cartridge into the, into the hole, and you inject the adhesive. And if it's if it's uh, more than three sixteenths of an inch away from the lath, then you uh, then you clamp it into nice soft contact, and you wait uh, depending on temperature, you know, anywhere from you know twenty four hours to to forty eight hours longer if it's colder, uh, and and then you pull the then you pull the uh, uh, the clamps out, basically the screws and plastic washers, and what you're left with. It are these little tiny three sixteenths holes, and you could fill them up with joint compound, and that's it. You know, you're done. Right. You know, I, I, I finish things out with a, I don't sand anything. I finish things out with a sponge. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I don't like dust and drywall dust is right everywhere. <laughs> it does. That that's how that's how my husband uh finishes too, is with the with a wet sponge rather than sanding. Uh, yeah, you know, again, yeah. uh uh I must be the world's laziest man because there's just you know if it sounds like a lot of work, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna figure out, <laughs> gonna figure out a way to do it right. Yeah. So that's it. So <clears throat> that that's uh, that's how simple that is. Yeah. And that is that and that's much yeah, that's much less uh 
it's it's much less work and it's much less invasive than like a, a you know taking loose plaster down and put it you know it, it seems like a much yeah even even people using uh, metal screws and washers those are very those are very hard rigid points of attachment and, and right. prone to, prone to fracture these uh, uh, these these this acrylic adhesive again like I said before it, it flexes and moves with, with the uh, with the building and uh, and even again putting stuff on top is just you, you just it, it looks good you're hiding the problem but you're not fixing right. the problem. You haven't, yeah, you haven't, you haven't attached. The problem is a plaster attachment to the lath. That's the only thing that's wrong with the plaster. Right. You know, sometimes you get water damage and stuff, but 99.9% of it is all attachment to the, uh, of the plaster to the lath. Yeah, I yeah I I agree with you on that. So how um, who who is your who is your typical um, customer? Is it somebody like doing it themselves, or is it a contractor? Is it a mixture? Well, by and large, you're gonna love this one. By and large, it's DIYers, and if the people aren't DIYers, they're forcing their contractors to use this. And I have heard, <laughs> I, I have heard more people about people getting in fights with the contractors about using this material. Even though, so I, I used to go to pre, 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 pre I, I, used to, I used to do plaster repair contracting and stuff. Right. So I, I would bring this, uh, I would bring this to the table, and I say to other guys over there, you know, say, this method will allow you <clears throat> to repair plaster in half of the time or less. I said you could either charge the same amount of money as you've always charged, make twice as much money. Or you can charge, you know, save the customer money, some money, and you know, uh, right. get a lot more work. You know, you you, you pick, you know, but it, this is definitely a, a, a value-added money money-making approach to things. And the biggest response I got was, "That's not the way my grandfather did it. That's not the way my father did it, and that's not the way I'm doing it." Oh I'm goodness. Okay, this is this is this is the, this is this is the reason that so many things have gone out of fashion is because people get their uh, uh, people get stuck from not wanting to try anything that's uh, regardless of right. effectiveness. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, I and I think that if there's a solution that can help preserve the historic fabric and also, you know, is you know, gives you a good quality um you know, the repair is equal or better. I think that that I don't. It, it seems like a, a good solution to me. Um, I don't. Yeah, it, people, it, it, people, people, people are very resistant to change. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they certainly are. And, and you know, yeah. it can also be a, a, a very light touch. You know that you're, you're basically tacking the plaster and, and reinforcing it, reinforcing it where it's weak. And uh, and leaving it alone where there's nothing. There's no issues. I mean, there, there, uh, I got a variety of videos that'll that will uh, uh, you know point out how to how to determine that. But you know, it's like uh, I've had people start in one room in their house and they go, oh, "I love this stuff." They go through the whole house, they finish their house, and then they go back to the first room and said, "I could do better." And then they do it again. Now that's the thing about it is, <clears throat> if for some odd reason you have something structural going on, or you have some uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, weight distribution issues and you know, any number of things. You know, you like I get right. water in water in the soil around the the house, causing the 
the soils to swell and move and you know it's, or you get rising damp any number of different things and if you have to go do it over it's easy to do it over and reinforce it, it, it this works on wood lath it works on masonry it, uh, it's it, anything anytime there's historic plaster around it, it can be saved and relatively simply Oh, very, very good. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't even thought about the masonry because we have a lot of, and we're in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of stone houses or brick houses even that have the the, the uh, plaster released on the exterior walls right on the right on the masonry. So right that's right on the brick or stone. Yeah, you bet. And, yeah. That, and all that can be fixed too. But you can't yeah. put modern you can't put modern plaster on it because modern yeah. plaster will uh, suffer the effects of uh, water transpiration. Right. And, you know, and then then if people take take a, a, a you know they they got they got you know they got transpiration issues and then somebody puts a a, a film type paint on it, well then they're just they're just then they're trapping them. it. <laughs> you know, it's like you know you, you go cascading down this route, or you <coughs> or you take a a, a a traditional approach to it, right? Which is just right. just do exactly what needs to be done. Don't do any more. You know, don't do any less. Right, right. Focus, focus on what you're doing, and it helps to it helps to know. Of course, I can look at this. You know, uh, I can I can sit back and uh, after working in this this field for decades, and just go, oh yeah, hey, you know, just do this and that. It's so simple, but you know, I, I keep forgetting. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's been uh, been over 35 years, but we don't want to talk about the first five years because <laughs> that was a learning experience. You know? Right. But, uh, yeah. The um the uh, I know you mentioned um your appearances on on this old house. Um, were there any other notable projects that oh, you've yeah. been I involved mean, with? I I have been so 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 local again. So uh, I I told you about uh, uh, the first workshop I took, and yeah. uh, uh, it was being taught by a national uh, nationally recognized uh, architectural conservator, and he's he's the one that said. You know, told said told him to get me up there to teach it because I could figure it out. And he was a uh, so we taught the first first couple of together. And he was uh, kind enough to invite me on uh, uh, invite me on some teams, some national uh, uh, conservation projects. That I uh, uh, you know I, I was I was low man on the totem pole. I would just didn't didn't know, but I was very lucky. You know that that's, yeah. that, that that works. Luck works. I was <clears throat> so I. Uh, so what that meant was, uh, uh, here I am with all these national, nationally recognized people, and everybody would go out to eat dinner and stuff at night, and they tell they tell war stories, and they wouldn't tell these people are, are, are so accomplished in the field they wouldn't tell war stories about oh look at me look at how good I am look at everybody else because everybody else could go you know you're no you're not you know. They, 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 <laughs> You can't, you, they, just, they didn't do that because they were again so accomplished. Right. But what they did do is they 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 uh, uh, tell stories about uh, their mistakes and how right. they fixed them. And I got to tell you, that was one big ex, uh, education for me. Oh that, yes, that, that that's huge. You can't get yeah. anywhere else. Yes. And so I was I'm very very fortunate to think about that. But you know, these days I, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I did a I, I worked with a uh, one of the best ornamentalists in the in the country for about thirteen years. That was just wonderful. And uh, so I have uh, now I, I don't really do much contracting work now just if it if it really appeals to me. I mean right. I was a, 
there was a there was a house down in Mississippi that I that I put put up three uh, you know six foot medallions for it that was just it was just they were really cool I mean I, I always wanted to, to to do something like that and these are huge medallions that are applied to the ceiling and stuff I, I liked it a lot then uh, 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 then locally there was a, a couple of years ago there was a a project but again ceiling medallions there's Second Empire House and and they were redoing the whole thing for a school, and they were taking out, they were redoing the whole interior and stuff, so they took out all this stuff, so uh, they asked me to come in, uh, save, the, save the ornamental ceiling medallions, and uh, uh, re redo them. And they said, can you put the original ones back up? And I said, I don't think so. You know, they have, they have so many paint issues, and they'll come down in pieces. So I got enough models together to, to be able to re reproduce the design, and I installed oh, them when I them. Yeah, it's it pretty cool stuff. And then uh, uh, last summer, I uh, there was a here in Vermont there was a, a, a 18th century, very valuable 18th century uh, uh, meeting house. It's I think it's the oldest uh, continually used meeting house in uh, or public building in Vermont. And it uh, and I did a conservation project there, and that was great because uh, somewhere between. Uh, at some point in history, they put a kind of a wash on the on the on the walls, but because of what we were doing and doing the adhesive reattachment and using a light touch, uh, we wound up washing some of the um, um, some of the some of the wash off the off the walls, and we were literally seeing you know 150 years of graffiti. Oh my goodness! Unbelievable yeah. stuff. You, you know that little wisecracker was sitting, bored with a sermon, and he was writing stuff on the wall. You know, <laughs> like, you know, carving their initials in the pews. It was like right. Uh, so to do this project, uh, I had to uh, build custom. I had to basically build a, a flooring system to work off. You know, it was, uh, you know, to put put it bluntly, it was a custom built, non invasive uh, uh, scaffolding. To access all of the walls and ceilings, and, and right. that in and of itself is pretty interesting, you know, because you have to. There's not something you can train for. You just have to look around, and see what see what's there, and see how you see how you can deal with it. it, it right, was, it was a lot of fun. I, I so for special projects. I like special projects like that. Yes, and, yes, uh, it's, it's yeah. That's one I, thing I about prices. I was fortunate enough to work last summer, you know, in that conservation project at the mm -hmm. meeting house with, with a with a gentleman from um, uh, from England who was, who was, you know, we looked at each other. It's like he does exactly. He's a little bit younger than me, but he we, we do exactly the same thing. There's not many people that do this, you know. Right. We have the same kind of training, the same kind of knowledge base, uh, the the same approach to everything. And I had never seen this guy before, uh, before. You know this project, and <clears throat> we got along great, and we did everything exactly the same. It's like I'm going, wow, how do you find people like this? And it's like they just show up sometimes, I guess. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, it it it's always I I feel like it's always affirming when you when you meet people that have the same worldview as you when you when you're when you're in a minority opinion. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you, yeah. you nailed it right on the head. You know, yeah. you start threatening people's worldview, and they get kind of cranky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I uh. uh, uh I don't know. Is there anything else you'd rather like to? Like well, to I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. Was there anything that you thought of maybe while we were talking that um, that you didn't that you that we didn't that I didn't think to ask you about 
or do you feel like you you shared everything that you? I, I, I think we've we've covered all the you know techniques, uh, okay. the fact that it's uh, it's economically sound, and uh, and anybody can do it. Jeez, you know this is, yeah. this is again this is not rocket science. It's just using your brain. And right. I know uh, some people don't do that, but it's, it's <laughs> I, I, I try I tried to make videos and and uh, produce uh, literature that, that, that will uh, suggest to how to do things. You know, in, in many respects, my plaster magic isn't exactly uh, how, it, uh, how uh, you know, it's taught in, you know, in, in master's programs and stuff like that. But, you know, again, uh, you have to look at the 99% rule. I, you know, I, I think right. I'd rather save 99% of that plaster out there by by circumstances that weren't necessarily uh, uh, academically pure, but you know, it, 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 we'll get you know if you retain the plaster, we get to go back and fight another day. You yeah, know? I, I I agree with you. So how can how can our listeners contact you? Well, uh, website of course, Plaster Magic. Uh, we have a uh, 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 you can email info at plastermagic.com. And you could call the office number and leave a voicemail because we're these days we're pretty busy. Uh, so uh, 802-254-1330. That's the that's the leave a voicemail. And if you need to talk to somebody, then then leave a time that it's uh, good to call. And you know usually we get back to people within 48 hours or so. But it's uh, uh, we we are uh, we're a small operation. People. Uh, we try to take. We don't. We don't uh, cut people off. You know. Oh, we only got five minutes to talk to you about your problem. I, I'll right. there, you know, I spend all day on the phone. I, I I'll talk to people as long as they want to talk to. Them. You know, as long as they got questions, I'll sit there because that's. You know, it's it, for us. It's all about customer service. We want. We want to make sure that you have a great experience and whatever it right. takes. That's what we'll do. And and the, the I suppose the side benefit of that is you, you get to repair your plaster and do a good job because when you got when, when the customers you know most of them DIYers uh, when when they when they do a good job and they're satisfied that makes us look good and and you know that's that's all part of it I guess yes yes it it is and and people who love their old houses tend to know other people who love their old houses. So I'm sure that that, uh, that helps your, your word of mouth, too. Yeah, the, the organic growth is great. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness for the Internet, you know, because when, yes. uh, yeah. when, it, when uh, uh, the isolation started, then we, everybody was getting stuff shipped to them, and we, we, didn't, we didn't stop for one minute. Right. You know, and a lot of businesses yeah. um, uh, didn't fare so well, but we were fine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very grateful for that too. But yeah, some of some of the some of the industries, I I really feel for them. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's got to be. Well, you know, it, I I think you know now things are tapering off a little bit, but I still think it's good. We're it's it's it, for us. It's uh, because everybody was home with no you know with no uh, uh, no place to spend money. They were spending money on us. And, right. Uh, which is great, you know, but I think that it, it gave a real boost to our uh, organic growth, and I think it will help considerably. Uh, yeah. You know, I like getting the word out there. I like people can save things. You know, there's there's 20 million homes uh, uh, that were built with this kind of uh, 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 interior structure, with, lat with yeah. lat and plaster. 20 million homes. 
You know, so even if you take a, you know, a, I don't know, 20,000 of those or, or uh, um, you know, just a, or just a million of them. I mean, right. I mean that's, that, geez, that, that, that's a whole lot of houses. That's a whole lot of That people. is. And, and not to mention town halls and libraries and meeting houses. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot out there. You know, you really, uh, uh, so it, again, I, I believe the uh, organic growth is the, is the best way to reach everybody. You, 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 you be as helpful and sincere as you can, and, and it, it, uh, everything takes on a life of its own. And I think that we're going to wind up saving a lot of plaster. Yes. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Okay. And um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.